This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Hello, my little Thanksgiving turkeys. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Before the show officially starts, we have time for me to sit here and talk to you. And in case you're thinking this sounds strange, it does. And it is. I've gone rogue. Don't tell Gary, but I'm sitting here recording this without him. Suck on it, Gary. All right. Let's do an iTunes comment of the week. Here's the song. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right, normally, <clears throat> hang on, I'm going to just get rid of this phlegm that's in my throat, but not by hawking up a loogie because that's disgusting. I'm just going to clear my throat. It's going to get loud and obnoxious like me. Hang on. <clears throat> How am I? Oh, better. Okay. Here we go. The headline of this iTunes comment is, I want Alison Rosen to talk in my ear. Not to denigrate the great content Alison Rosen and her gauchos bring to the podcast, but I just plain love listening to Alison's ilky smooth voice. Yes, it says ilky. When she tells me she loves me, I go on my boner. She's a great interviewer and asks exactly what I'm thinking more often than anyone else I listen to. I love Alison so much that if she was naked... I think you mean if she were naked. With hair stuck in a dryer and her other hand stuck in scissors, I wouldn't even cop a feel. Well, that's so nice. I would hope that if you found me in that condition, you would help me by helping me to release my hair from the hair dryer, which in real life it got trapped in, and also by removing the tiny manicure scissors from my hand, which my hand got trapped in. It's a whole long story. I told it on one of the episodes. Anyway, thank you so much. Oh, wait, this is from C. Thoys or C.T. Hoys. Anyway, thank you so much. If you would like your comment to be an iTunes comment of the week, just leave me a comment. Click five stars. It's my favorite number. Um, and then maybe I'll read it in a self-aggrandizing and possibly cringeworthy and yet... Um, something I won't give up segment called uh, iTunes Comment of the Week. It was the segment you just heard. I just feel the need to um, explain that I'm aware of how it comes off as potentially obnoxious, but, um, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Anyway, the episode with Ray Oldhofer is almost upon us, almost upon you, but first, there's a couple things I have to tell you. It is the time of year where you're probably thinking, so many people on my list, whatever to get them. Well, I have a good holiday gift idea for you. It is the no-no. This is a fun, delightful, I'm going to go with fun. It's a hair removal device, but it's fun because it's like, it's sort of in between personal grooming device and fun bit of technology you can give someone the technology being that it has this cool led screen and it lights up and like tells you if you're using it correctly or not um it is safe to use on your body and your face no pulling tearing scraping just a slow smooth guide you get weeks of long lasting results professional results at home uh so and unlike laser hair treatment removal or waxing or anything like that which is expensive and time consuming and painful this does not hurt at all when i first received my no-no i was like i love holding it and I love how cool it looks and I especially love the cool carrying case that it comes in but I am afraid to run this along my skin because I'm afraid it's going to hurt even though they're telling me it doesn't hurt but I conquered my fear 
I am brave, and I tried it, and it was painless. I Not even like, oh, I can tolerate that. It, like, actually, I didn't even feel it. I was amazed. Um, so no more nicks, cuts, ingrown hairs. The no-no works on all skin types, all hair colors. It's safe and effective for both men and women. uses a patented Thermacon technology to remove and treat hair for weeks of long-lasting results. To take advantage of this exclusive offer for my listeners, that's you guys, just go to nonobestfriend.com. Or call 800-508-4815. Again, that's nonobestfriend.com. Or call 800-508-4815. And so the offer for you guys that you can get is the no-no device, the exclusive facial kit, so you can use it not only on your body but also to remove facial hair, a travel case so you can take no-no wherever you go, $100 discount shopping card, and, and this is the important part, the entire purchase is backed by a triple guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay for you to ship it back to them so you don't risk a penny. So try the no-no. Terms and conditions may apply. And I also want to tell you guys about Hulu Plus. You're certainly familiar with Hulu.com, but Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite movies and shows anytime, anywhere. Never again, be, especially around this time of year, there's tons of places where you're going to be stuck in a line and you're going to be irritated by everyone around you. Don't be that person who's irritating other people by being so engrossed in your phone or tablet that uh, you're not even aware that your surroundings kind of blow. Uh, Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and movies in your living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. And with Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows, New Girl, Once Upon a Time, Dancing with the Stars, Scandal. Watch every episode of shows like Good Wife, Law and Order, SVU, Desperate Housewives, Grey's Anatomy, and there's so many more. I'm just naming a few, but there's like a bazillion, truly a bazillion more. And you can check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Wrong Man's and Behind the Mask, which is Hulu's new docu-series that takes you inside the world of sports mascots. Uh, that's where I want to go. You'll also get an access to a collection of ad-free movies and kids content for only $7.99 a month. You can catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch a great movie, stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison. That is a special offer for you guys, my listeners. So make sure you use HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison so you get the extended free trial and they'll know that we sent you. HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison. Go there right now for your extended two-week free trial. Or you can click the Hulu Plus banner on my website and um, binge watch shows with me. Right now, still watching Blacklist, still irritated by the uh, main character's wig. Sorry, for some people I think I've ruined the show by pointing out that it's a wig. But what did you think? That was her natural hair. And she has perfectly fine hair trapped under the wig. They just want her to have longer hair. I guess. I don't know. It bumps me every time, but I'm still watching it on Hulu+. Plus. Okay. Thank you for hanging out with me this long. Get ready to hang out with me for a big chunk of time. Because here is an episode with Ray Oldhofer. Um, introspective. He didn't throw poo at anyone. Really, it was a good conversation. I actually, I really like Ray. Um, and uh, you will too. Here's the episode. I love you. Goodbye. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. With her good times never end. Allison Rosen. Friend. 
Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I'm sitting here with Ray Oldhofer, someone who I've been wanting to have on the show for a long time. And finally, we are sitting down. Uh, if you don't know, Ray is a longtime friend going back to childhood of Adam's and someone who uh, figures prominently in a lot of Adam's stories and someone who is on numerous podcasts here. You do uh, Ace on the House and Ray and Lorenzo. Am I leaving anything out? That's it. That's Occasional it. That's still a lot, though. <clears throat> well, oh, yeah. Adam and Drew. Drew. Don Drew show. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you host. You host. Yeah. Or co-host Ace on the House and Ray and Lorenzo. Well, I'm like, for Ace on the House, I'm probably like 10% host when Adam's there. When I do it right. alone. Runs way smooth. It's nice. <laughs> good times. Get to breathe. I could speak. All right. And so there's a little bit of bitterness that I'm sensing. No. But anyway, Ray, welcome. I see you doodling furiously on a piece of paper. I see my name is spelled wrong, but that's okay. Well, and I also wrote, hi, Teresa, which I should. Okay. I got to cross that one out now yeah. since I said it. No, I like your, I, I like your vibe. I like your show. And um, how did I misspell your name? It's just one L. Oh, really? Yeah, you can just, you know, see, you can take those, <clears throat> excuse me, two L's and you can just connect them. So it's like a big fat L. Oh, a big fat L? Okay, yeah. I'll do that. No, hey, are you going to hyphen your name later? I, you know, I don't know. I was actually planning on changing my name until it occurred to me that, well, the name of my show would have to change and my website would have to change. And there's just a lot. Your everything's going to change. Right, the theme song. So then I thought, I already am Allison Rosen out there. I may as well just stay that. I mean, maybe legally I'll change my name. I don't know. I might not. I might not at all. Okay, but what what would be your um quants? What's that? Quants? No, you gotta leave it, Allison Rosen, please. It's really? Good. I think yeah. I like. I prefer quants to Rosen. How so? Well, I I don't like Rosen, and I think quants is neat sounding. How do you even <laughs> spell it? Q U A N T Z. Oh, quants. Okay. Oh, ah. were you thinking it was K W? No, or I C something. Like it almost sounds like quince. Oh, right. Like you know. a quince paste. Ew. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You don't want to do it. Leave no. it Rosen. Rosen's good. All right. I think I will then. All right. So, Ray. Yeah. I know some of your backstory. Um, I heard you on Dr. Drew. Literally figuratively. <laughs> but, I mean, oh, right. Adam, right. Adam, Adam reference. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 those are the stories he tells. About the me, the backstories. You mean about Brewing. your feces? Uh, yeah, whatever. Right. Sorry, bad segue. No, no, it's okay. no, move on. Right, both. Move on. Yeah, both. Um, so I know some of it from listening to uh, to you on Dr. Drew, but for the listeners who don't know, and just so I have a fuller picture, let's just get into it. Tell me all about you. You were born here, right? Born here, 63, year of, and uh, in Pasadena, German immigrant family. Both parents. They came here from Germany? See, si. And that means yes in Spanish. Thank you. Or ya. And, um, I think it also means yes in Italian. Probably like 40 different languages. Right. But then- it's really um, aff- internationally affirmative. Now, how long had they been here when they had you? They, well, I think my mother, my mother was pregnant on the plane flying here from New York. So they had been here, or my father was here longer. Or rather, and, like, when did they come over here? Do you know? Yeah, it's a little unclear with my dad because my dad, you never got a straight word out of. My dad was like flip-flop. You know, you wouldn't know one second to the next what was really going on. Was he hiding something? <sighs> well, I have another brother named Ray who's seven years older than me. <laughs> yeah, he was hiding stuff. Wow. He had another family. He had 
You, I think you he got, couldn't come up with another name. I know. Isn't that pathetic? I mean, I guess it's hey, that have, way he wouldn't mess up. Oh, listen, it's I don't know. I don't know. My dad was all over the place, but my mom was steadfast, true, you know, super hardworking farmer, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Four boys total. My mom, my older brother's my half brother. From your mom's first marriage? From my, no. My mom was uh, got knocked up by an American GI. Okay. And then only only qualm my older brother and I ever had. Like we've been in multitude of fights but never any pull rank on the brother thing. Never. Until one day I got home. I went to my mother's house. It was like 18. And we were all there. And everybody had scattered by then. My parents were divorced. And my two little brothers were living out in Agoura with my father. My older brother was on his own. And I was with my mother. So I walk in. I'm with my friend Todd, and uh, my mother goes, "Oh my God, we're all here. We're all here. Let's um, take a picture for Oma." You know, and for what? Oma, which is grandmother in German. Mm-hmm. So I go, "All right, let's take the picture because I got to get going." You know, and she goes, "Can you comb your hair?" And I go, "Yeah." And I ran my um, fingers through my hair. And my brother, my older brother, goes, "Why don't you go comb your fucking hair?" I go, "Really? Why don't you get a fucking picture? You owe me a half brother anyway." <laughs> <laughs> my mom just. How, what happened? <laughs> no fisticuffs, but just hard stares and like, you know, fuck you, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like that was our family though. You know, that's that's the way you grew up. I mean, you had total you domination beat? over your older – two younger brothers. Mm-hmm. And then older brother and I continually skirmish. Right. You know, But he was three years older. So when you're six and he's nine, he's got it head over heels over you physically and, you know – intellectually every other which way but then you get to be about 12 and i was a big kid and i was pretty strong and then you know you just have at it every Mm -hmm. second did at what point did you realize he was your half brother or did you always always know i mean we never sat down and told the story we just knew i mean we never had a family sit down like hey here's what happened here's what's going on that that never happened with anything Mm -hmm. you know hey this is my homework i'm in third grade can you help me nope you know you were on your own did he know his father? No. Not at all? Never. Did your father – so your parents divorced, obviously. They're, yeah. What, at, how old were you when that happened? I was happened? 18 when they divorced. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so your dad raised your older brother as his own yes. kid? Yeah. And there was no – you know, there, it was just, you know, everybody knows my older brother is my brother. Mm-hmm. And this other Ray? What's the story yeah. with that? He uh, – I just talked to him for the first time. Gary, how long ago was that? Like about – Probably three months or so. Yeah, some three, four months ago. Oh, so this is a new revelation. No, no, no. I knew about him, you know, when I was in my twenties, but or so, you know. And I'd ask my father a couple of times, like, "Hey, who's this other Ray? Don't worry about it." That kind of thing. <sighs> like he was frustrating. really. Oh, he was. Listen, the, my father was frustrating to me, but you know, from the womb. <laughs> so um, my little brother calls me up and he goes, "Well, it's confirmed." I go, "What's that?" He goes, "You got a half brother named Ray." I go, Rich, you're my brother, so you have a half-brother yeah. name, right? Nope, I don't. Like, you know, he bows out. It's all me. You know, it's really weird. Just by choice he bowed out, even though the genetics would suggest something else? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Uh, or wait, out. wait, hold on. It sounds, like the, it sounds like the genetics don't match up. If, if Was your dad his dad? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the connecting right. parent? That's okay, the, sorry. That's the 50%. Okay. So way to go. And you wonder why you have your name. I'm teasing you. Um, 
So give the guy a mic and a fucking really nice guy turns into the fucking biggest dick in the world. Oh, he thinks he's hilarious. All right. Sorry. Gary. Hey, he called you really nice. I know. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> he is. He's so, a great guy. We're good friends. We are. It's yeah, true. I can feel it. We used to play golf all the time until we, we moved. It was well, good it fun. wasn't. Well, the thing that's that simultaneously happened with me moving is Lynch moved too. Well, that's job. Yeah. Lynch. You doubled up. Yeah. Wait. I, so, want, I need to know about this, but I first need to know, do you guys have golf personalities that come out on the range? Well, Gary's a really good golfer. I'm brand new. Like, No, I'm not brand new anymore. I'm a year and a half in, but I'm a really good athlete. So he you know, teaches me a little bit. He did teach me. He taught me a few things, and then I'd you know, just replicate him or mimic him, and then he'd get upset because I'd do really well. Yeah. <laughs> no, to answer your question, like, yes – but I think it depends on like – because when Ray and I would go out and golf, it was for fun. It was for two hours in the afternoon or whatever. So, so no one was taking it that seriously. It, so it was like frustrating that Ray, who's been playing for three weeks, can hit can take like two lines of instruction and then just do it perfectly. Right. But uh, yeah, like if you're playing in a serious golf tournament, like I, I get very quiet. If I'm yeah, and he's it. very – but he puts too much pressure on himself. Yeah. So uh, if he's calm and he's just hanging out and he hits the ball really, really well – but then we played 18, and that was tough. And we played in a really tough course. And I don't know. I think I lost like 10 balls that day or something crazy. Yeah, but that's one of the hardest courses in L.A. Yeah. So whatever. Okay, I'm sorry I asked. So go- <laughs> anyway, okay, so, so go my back brother, to so I, Ray. I call him up, and, and I start talking to him. He goes, listen, you know, my dad was, was- it like, hi, Ray, this is Ray? Yeah. Wow. And he was fine. I think he was already prefaced from via internet from my little brother. So I called him. He seemed like an all right guy. I guess he is. You know, he was he was kind of sweet. And he goes, listen, I don't think you know, but, you know, my dad was on the FBI's most wanted list or something like that. I go, nah, he, <laughs> he wasn't. He was, you know, he was a car thief and I know he was wanted and, and you know, he did some nefarious shit. So anyway, um, we started talking. I go, no, nope, that's definitely, you know, my dad, too. He goes, well, my mom's getting, you know, a Social Security. I go, I know. And that was a bone of contention with my mom for a while. She was scared about that. Wait. Sorry. Because my I'm mom confused. was also getting a Social Security. Oh. Oh. Upon his death. When? Sorry. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize he my died. Dad when did he dead. die? Yeah. I don't know. I think he died like about 12 years ago. How did he die? Heart attack. He okay. had three in a year and a half. Wow. Is, yeah. Well, after the first one, you knew he was dying. So, did he have coronary artery disease? I have no idea. Do you know? yeah. Okay. No. Like, was he an unhealthy guy, or just all of a sudden the heart attacks started happening? He was super high strung, really stressful, and super unsuccessful. So, it was like that combo right. just killed him, you know, and chasing his tail, constantly in some cycle of, you know. How old was he when he died? 70. 70? 70? So, yeah. Okay. But he was in decent shape and all that kind of stuff. He just was out of his mind. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so your mom and other Ray's mom were they were both collecting his social security? Yeah. And that my mother, I remember, was afraid about that. She was a little scared for a little while, and then it just didn't matter. Did sorry, perhaps I guess they there's built some. A, but anyway, so I talked to Ray a couple of different times, and then he finally fessed. He he already knew who I was. How? Via Adam's show and that oh. kind of stuff and internet and all that kind of thing. And he goes, yeah, well, I already knew, knew who you were. And I go, then why didn't you say that the first time you called me? I go, yeah. now you're weird. <laughs> I go, so you went from like you seem kind of sweet to, to weird now you're stalker a weird guy. Brother. Whatever. I don't know. 
Are but you going to meet him? I would. He's in New Jersey. Oh. I, I've called him a few times, and we've even played it on the show, and he, um, on his m- machine it goes, you know, you have reached the number of blah, 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 and then it goes, Ray Oldhofer, and it's him. <laughs> I just crack up every time. Oh, wow. He's got the same last name, too. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, he does. What does he look like? I have no idea. I have no idea. I haven't seen You must be curious, it. right? I'm not. No. I don't know why I'm not. So did, was your dad married to his mom? Uh, supposedly. And then child – I have two other siblings, half-siblings out there. And then he told me that there's a bunch here in California that I'm related to. I didn't write any of this down. I mean I can just call him before he dies, I guess. And wait. How much older is he than you though? Seven. Seven years. So I'm 50. He's 57. He sounds So your dad I'm sorry. No, my is this dad obvious? Was busy. It's, my dad I'm so confused. Was, your dad, dad was cheating on your mom with his mom. Or no, your no, dad no, no, no. was a bigamist. No. Well, I think my dad did cheat on my mom, yes. I do think that. But I think he had a fam I think he had a family in Germany prior to ever oh. coming here. And then I think he met this woman in New York, left her for my mother. This That's woman being your mother. No, left this woman being Ray's mother. Ray's other oh. my other Ray's mother. <laughs> the other Ray's right. mother. Your brother left from a different, different mother, mother, but exactly. Same so you think he came over from Germany with this other woman, or there's another? No, no, no. There's another thing that God happened damn. in Germany. I know he was fucking. That's what I'm saying. He's out of his mind. He's when so, we were kids. When we were kids, we would be playing catch or frisbee out front. And he'd watch us, you know, that kind of thing, because he never really participated with us and that kind of thing. An ambulance would drive by. He'd get in the car and fall the ambulance. <laughs> like a literal ambu- ambulance chaser. No, it was just, you know, he needed to be out of the house. He couldn't hang out. You know? So, he was, okay. He was that high strung. He was that out of his mind. So, left the family in Germany, met other Ray's mother. Ha- New York. Mar- married her, you yes. think. No, married her, for sure. Married her. Oldhofer. Right, okay. Right. And then met your mom. Right. And, and then skedaddled. From that, so my so mom they was divorced, 20. Obviously, uh, yeah, no, okay. I don't think no? they ever did. I think he just left. Okay, and then you know, child services or whoever took my other half siblings. That was in, and my mom was twenty, and my father was ten years older than my mother. And child services took the other, other two Ray's kids. Yeah, siblings, siblings and Ray, other Ray. No, Ray got to stay for some I reason. I wonder why. Okay, took not them. for any good reason. I don't know. You know, no, it's it's weird. It's convoluted. And who wants to know the truth anyway with something like that? I would. I do at a level, but at another level, it's just it's just more behavior, that cycle that I knew of my father, which, you know, obviously went way before us. Did you ever have your dad on a pedestal? No. No, I didn't. I would get into it with my father when I was really young because my father always acted like he knew what he was speaking of, and I knew he didn't, you know, and he was a compulsive he didn't mean to, but he, he just lied. Why do you think? To cover up. I mean, you know, his own self-loathing or God knows what. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's a whole thing. Right, like to, a, to avoid shame sure. probably. Sure. I mean, it goes on and on. So he would he would always come in and comment, like I'd be watching a game when I was seven, eight years old. And he'd, he'd um, walk in and he'd go, ah, Pittsburgh's going to win. i go, you, really, Dad? Name one guy on Pittsburgh. You know, that was like <laughs> You know, I'd call him out then, which was horrible. But him and I never had a why horrible? Because you knew he didn't know what he was talking about. So do you do you feel bad for having done that? No, I was a kid. Yeah. You know, how can I feel badly for that? I mean, I feel badly that 
I couldn't have compassion at that age and just love him, you know. I don't feel badly about it, but I wish it was different than it was. I mean, I was, you know, a bull in a china shop out of my own self-defense with my family, you know. And so I took on different personas just for protection. And his was happened to be what he was doing, which was impregnating every woman he could and then running, you know. We got deported in 69 from... Uh, here we were in LA, and I was born here in Pasadena, and then we got deported in 1969 when I was six back to Germany. We had sent home. How? How we get? Wow! Yeah. Now, how long were you there? How does a U.S. citizen get deported? My, they're not citizens. I was. But you citizen. are. I know. Shouldn't well, that keep them here? Because yes, what, but my parents. Anchor baby thing. I mean. Right, but my parents, you know, they're not the brightest of the bunch. I mean, wow. it just went. We left. I went to Germany for six months or something. My mom sold her property there, and we came back. Did you grow up speaking German? Nein. But I did speak as a child because I was the—you pick it up really quickly when you're a kid. Right. And when my, I mean, I mean did, I can, were, is that what they spoke to each other? Sometimes. Rarely. You know, mostly English. My mother had a much deeper accent than my father. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't really tell my father had an accent, but you could my mother. God damn. Damn you fucking kids. <laughs> so y- What the hell is wrong with you, Raymond? Yeah, she was, uh, she was badass. My mom could do three pull-ups. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you said that you, you wish a little bit that you had had compassion and could have just loved your dad at that age. And I am wondering, do you mean the kind of love that – we like learn in therapy is the healthy the healthy way an adult should regard their parents is to love them and accept them for who they are and not wish they could have been something different, which I personally find to be really tough. Well, I think if you can love your parents regardless, it kind of frees you up for anything. Yes. You know, and if you're not, then you're probably on, you know, doing something you shouldn't be. Well, if you're not, you're, not you're probably not – you're probably still locked into – a child-parent relationship with them. Or some role that you're projecting onto some other, you know, relationship that you have. You're not free. You're carrying around your ancestry then, you know? Right. I mean, you're carrying around whatever you're carrying around. Do you and I've done a lot of that. A lot you know? of carrying around. Sure. You know, but the more you become aware of it, and it's hard, you know, therapy's hard work. When did you, you get know? into therapy? When I was 29. I went a couple of times prior to seeing Jim, Adam's dad, but um, to a few different people. But I, I just wasn't buying it. Like I, a couple of different doctors, like a lot of them were into their fashion more than they were into you. My their little brother, fashion? yeah, my little brother went to the therapist, and the guy. <laughs> this is about two years ago. My little brother was going to therapy, and the therapist nodded out. <laughs> He goes, he, I, goes, he goes, Ray, guess what happened? Because it's funny because he does, he tends to babble. I, I, go, I go, the same fucking thing I do. I didn't say it to him. The therapist faded. That's kind of, actually, I've had that experience where I've wanted to be like, are you still with me? But you really can't say that. You just have to trust they are. And you're like, okay, now I just feel like I'm talking to myself. Well, this guy, this guy, it's his lullaby. I don't know. Yeah. But so then I I started with Jim when I was, you know, 29. Well, I mean, what made you decide therapy was for you? Or what what made you decide to try it? 
this was I guess I was just ready, you know, and then the first couple of years were really tough, and then you you saw the cycle of it, and now it's just you know it's what I need to do. I'm going like twice a week now, mm-hmm. yeah, I go Wednesdays and Saturdays, yeah. leave him alone, leave that guy alone, would you leave him alone? are you paying him? yeah no, he's great. He's fantastic. Wait, so that was Adam saying to you, mm. leave that guy alone, that, that guy being his father, yeah. He wants you to leave his dad alone? He always says, quit going. You know, Adam, you know, listen, you've been there long enough. You've done your time. You know what you're doing. Let it go. Sometimes I do wonder, is therapy something where there should be an end point and then you're done? Or is it something sort of like getting a massage where it just, like it feels good and it makes you feel better and it's just sort of – Kind of an ongoing thing, because I I, think, I don't know it's what school you go to, you know what what type of right. therapist do you go to? Like I had it out two years ago, prior to um, Jim getting sick. Him and I were having it out. I mean, we were even having it out on the show. I was going. I mean, Gary was there. I was having Adam. Why? It was, was like pretty rough. I had gone through. I got broken up with, and I was like, I was on him. I was really – he goes, so, you know, okay, you're clever, you're this, you're that. And, you know, we wrote it out, but it was tough. Why were you mad at him? I was just acting out, you know. I was right. projecting on him, my own, you know, self-loathing yeah. or whatever. And I was fucking – I was going at it. And he, was, he goes, what are you going to do, wait me out? And then he got sick. I went like, fuck, you can't die now, <laughs> you know, which is totally selfish. But um, no, we got it. We, we got through it. And it was brutal. I don't think Brutal. it's selfish to not want someone to die. Well, I mean, I was or were you just like my... this bad timing? <laughs> it was horrible timing. I mean, we were really going at it too. And I mean, not him back to me, but I was, I was, I was having at him. You know, like I got him a few times, pretty good. I know I did, like with some underhanded fucking weird comments or whatever train of thought. And he was like looking at me, shaking his head, going, "All right, go ahead with this. You want to do it? Go, keep going." You know, get, well, what's a real else? therapist-y response? Oh, no. I was – no. I was really I – was, I was out of my mind. I mean, if you – I mean, Gary was even – No, because it's something, you know, that we worked through and, you know, got to the other side. So, no. You know, and it made me really see myself differently. How do you see yourself now? This very moment? Sure. Pretty good. I'm all right. How about you? How do I see you or how do no, I see how myself? Do you see you? Um, I'm okay with me yeah. sometimes. Sure, you know it's it's a real it's up and down kind of love hate. Um, okay, so we you're, all suffer that. Yeah. That's, I that's don't, a tough do, one. do we all? I mean, yeah, I, th- I think people just in different ways. Same thing, just a different story. Yeah, you know, I mean, come on, you don't think um, that? I mean, look at what's the kid's name? The the guard? I mean, the tackle of Richie Incognito? You don't think he hates himself? Please. Yeah, I don't know. He's got to. You don't say half end to somebody, I'm going to shit in your mouth, and then, you know, you're digging yourself. <laughs> right, whatever you're, saying, yourself whatever you're saying to anybody else, it's like, you know, just it's, it's the mirror. Yeah. How's that going? Yeah. You ain't doing that. So. Moron. See, that's what I am now. So your dad was uh, a car thief and. Jewelry thief, a little bit. That kind of stuff. What was his actual vocation? He was um, – he actually made false teeth. Yeah. He made false teeth. And when I was a kid, 
there was another kid named Ray in the class, and and um, they liked the old Ray versus the new Ray, and I was the new Ray. Mm-hmm. And I was at um, Colfax Elementary School in the Valley, and the fucking kid threw a stick at me, hit me in the mouth, and chipped my tooth. I chipped it, so the nerve was exposed. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> Ouch. My dad put iodine on it and said, just ride it out. It'll die in about two, two weeks. Crazy. Your dad, who made false teeth, yeah. did, didn't make like, you one? Didn't, didn't, nope. Didn't take me to the dentist. Didn't do anything. Like, here, you're fine. Wow. Yeah. So you had a real contentious relationship with your dad, it sounds like. And yeah. your mom, um, what was your relationship with her like? Love my mom. Love her. She's great. Has yeah. it always been that way? No, in our youth, you know, all of us always assumed dad was – because dad was free and easy, easy to get along with and pulling over on. Mom, you couldn't. So that was, you know – and my mom was a yeller, mm-hmm. big time yeller and hitter. You know, she and would your hit dad you. wasn't? No. No. He wouldn't. He hit me – I think he hit me like twice. Uh-huh. My mom ratio, probably like 90 to 1. But what? mom was there. Mom was stay at home. Mom cooked. Mom cleaned. Mom right. did everything for you. She would hit you in the heat of the moment or like a premeditated, your punishment is I'm going to hit you? Uh, no, it would be it would be just spur of the moment, you know, us running around or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about no, that I, now? I'm fine with it. I mean, I don't hit people. Mm-hmm. You wait, you don't? No, I haven't hit anybody in 30, you know. I mean, Anna makes it sound like I did yesterday, but like. Years, 30 years. But you did you used to be pretty physical? Yeah. Well, you play football. Yeah. Yeah, I used to torment people. Of course I did. I mean, I've heard about the breathing game. Yeah. <laughs> Want to <wanna> play? <laughs> no, thank you. But do you know about this new knockout thing? What's this, that? Gary, you must uh, can know Can I about get it. in on it? The knockout. You, I feel like you invented it. It's the knockout game, I, from what I'm hearing. The knockout game, right? Where people take videos where they like just go up, randomly go up to someone and punch them and try to knock them out. No. Right? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, a guy actually – it's big news right now because they were trying to do it and a dude pulled out a gun and shot the guy who was trying to – Knock him out? Knock him out. Good. Yeah. Did he kill him? I just read shot. I didn't read the whole story in detail. I'm anti-gun, but I love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't – see, that's I mean, something on I, I would well, never like, – No, like, yeah. I mean, I feel and like if someone – And they videotape it? Yeah, that's, that's the, the point that's of it. That's the point it's of it is like it's – you it's like, have your friend it's videotape like it. It's like extreme planking. Yeah. You have your friend videotape it, and then you walk up and knock out a stranger, and then you put the video online. But it's like what I keep hearing is the people doing it expect that it'll be like a movie where you know you someone just goes out, and in real life, that's not how knocking out works. No, you, don't you just concuss go, the guy, right? Uh, you you can hurt yourself and the other guy. Yeah, that's he's a moron. You need to teach them, Ray. Uh, no, I don't hit people. I mean, <laughs> no, unless you hit me, I know, I'm but you choke them you. out. Are you? Yeah, I used to. Sure. When's the when's the last time you did something? Played the breathing game? No. Well, did something like this. Punched someone, did the breathing game, got physically out of control. Uh, I don't know. Not We're talking time. weeks, not months. How so? Oh, you're going to refer reference the party? At the what, when I th- was throwing the girls around and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay, that's not and bad. And you physically though. assaulted Altier last week. <sighs> Who? Mike Altier. <laughs> What did I do to him? You were beating him up. Oh, I was just, no, that's just holding people down, you know, tickling them. No, no, no. I didn't like play the breathing game with them or anything. You didn't play the breathing game with him, but you were, you were beating on him pretty hard at, uh, we were just wrestling. That's it. Was he He also sitting still in a chair? (laughs) He was fine. I was like tickling him. 
No, that's just, you know, what, it, what my mother would call ro- quit roughhousing. <laughs> roughhousing. Well, how did he feel about it would be the question. I'm sure he's fine. Is he here? No. Oh. No, he... He's fine. He turned to me and said, that's another one off the bucket list, getting assaulted by Ray. Oh. oh see, he's a fan. So. Uh, I like him. I he's guess, a really, yeah. He's a sweet kid. Yeah. He looks like a cartoon. Little glasses. He kind of does, yeah. 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 All right. So, okay, what would happen at the party with throwing the girls around? It's just fun and frolic. In, in Malibu, you were there. No, I wasn't. I didn't go to that. Oh, uh, you didn't go. No. Um, I wish I had. Just, you know, playing around with fans and stuff like that. Okay, well, so that sounds so you, yeah, benign. Yeah, it's a role. It's a role. It's benign. It's oh, a role. do you feel like, like you have to be Ray? Yeah, quote unquote sometimes, Ray? yeah. And what, Absolutely. What are they expecting from that guy? Well, I won't pee on anybody. I promise you that. And, um, you know, just obnoxious, that kind of thing. And I'm not really that obnoxious. Are the stories that Adam tells true? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're true. They're all true, right? Yeah. But mind you, he did them also. He won't mention that. Like a lot of he them. He threw his feces. Has he, he snuck has his feces behind your ear? No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He put his penis in the ear of your mom's friend? Uh, no. He's never done any of those things. No, I, yeah. All he all sucked true. a bunch of water up his. What, did, what happened Wait, with that? Let's, the let's just move on. He's done that kind of stuff, yes. What did you do, though? Because I just. I a whole know. rush of water up your butt sounds no, so uncomfortable. No, no, no. It's actually it's good health begins in the colon. Um, I guess that's right. I guess you're <laughs> practicing on, great colon health yeah, sure. at a young age. Okay, I'm starting. You're making me sweat. I'm, I'm getting sorry. weird. That's not okay, good. well, let's talk about this. What's that? Adam says that you guys bullied him, but he didn't regard it as bullying. And my reaction to that is I don't – yes, I think you guys fucked with him fairly severely, but to me that – the difference between real bullying and what you guys did to him, and, and let me, I'll say this and then you tell me your take on it, is that bullying reminds the person who's the victim of it that they do not belong, they're all alone, and they are less than, and they are excluded. Whereas pranks, or even hazing, if you will, is sort of, it's an, it's an uncomfortable but inclusive activity. It was inclusive with him. I mean, we, you bullied him. Here's what happened. Adam was like your little brother. I mean, Adam's blood to me. Mm-hmm. He really is. He's more so blood to me than, you know, my brothers at times. And All 45 of them? I don't know. I only know, I only know three. Yeah, but for the other ones, definitely. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he was like, remember Leave It to Beaver? He was yes. like the Greek care, you know, he was- he Was, was he Beaver? Yeah, and he was sweet. He was, um, he was a really good football player in his youth. And but I was bigger than him. Chris was bigger than him, and um, so it was mostly us three hanging out. You and guys so were all the same age, though. Or? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm a year older because okay. I did second grade twice. So, um, so yeah, we'd bully him a little bit, or we'd more or less haze him. But he was always part of it. He was always in on it. He was always, you know. But then what happened was, high school. Everybody that was it. We were just we were all. You know, nah, because in the huddle, like, we used to pinch him and stuff like that, and we'd take his jock and pull it and all that kind of thing. More him than anyone else? Well, because the way our huddle was, the linemen were in front, and Chris and I were, I was a fullback, he was a tight end, so we we were behind the linemen, right? Mm -hmm. So Adam would be right here next to us, and we would just gouge him and, like, pinch him, and you're not allowed to get up and go, hey, what are you doing? Right. You know, you're not allowed to do that, so you just sit there, and he'd grunt or whatever, so we'd do stuff like that to him, you know? 
And then if if what was the message of that though? Was it he we're fucking with bad. you, you're our brother, or was it like you're a piece of shit? No, it was you're, we're fucking with you, you're our brother. I mean, we used to tell him to shut up all the time too, you know, until he got. What happened was Adam. Did Tran- you create who he is now? Well, what happened? Well, because he would talk. You know, you'd be on a road trip or whatever, and it's like, man, Ace, come on! Like, oh, he was already him. that way. I oh, thought, yeah, I thought that been. he didn't start becoming the loquacious guy he is now till kind of later in his life. No, he's always had it. I mean, he just harnessed it into a different direction, right? You know, so he's always he's always been of that nature. And then what happened is he was your little brother. And then he morphed in – he was like the beaver and he morphed into Chet on Weird Science. You know, Now all of a sudden he's big brother. I know what I'm doing. Listen to me. When, did, when did the beave to Chet thing happen? It, was, it, it didn't take that long. I mean as soon as he met – it probably when he met Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know, when he, once he got you – know, and he was struggling so when for he a had while some success. too. Well, but he went, to, he went to Groundlings. He went to Acme. He went you – know, he, he had a rough road at it. You know, anything he would do, we would all show up. My family would show up. His friends would always show up. Occasionally he'd bomb, like he'd do a um, character, uh, and he'd bomb, like not a fucking laugh, but he kept going. I mean, we would laugh, and we would support him. It's okay, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, no matter what, you wanted to see him do well. Then he got into, um, what was that, like a couple of different theater groups, and he went to Groundlings, but he never went to the main show. Right. So he was like, you know, he was struggling and he was working full time. You know, he just wasn't, you know, he had to pay for class, which was 400 bucks, which was huge money, mm-hmm. you know, and go to work as a carpenter on a fucking motorcycle sometimes, you know, which is nuts. Yeah. So he just, he just, you know, he just persevered. He just kept going and going. Did and you, did you know, he? did you think he was going to make it? Did you know he was going to make it? Or what, what, what was your re- view of it at the time? You didn't know. I mean... I had a lot of admiration for him and it didn't you didn't really think in those terms like hey you're not going to make it or hey you're going to make it you just supported him you know you didn't have a real judgment about it you right. know you were just you know he play at the ice house he'd play other little you know venues he's got 6 minutes here or whatever there and he he'd go all over and just keep going you know and then he you know called Jimmy and said hey I'll train you in boxing he was also boxing you know he was training people in boxing so he was he was doing a lot. He was busy. Like he sounds you know. like he was very motivated. He was. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And then he got, you know, I think he one time he was telling me, you know, he was getting sussed up, like, where would his talents lie? You know, as far as a I guess in that in your industry or in, com- in comedy, you're either a writer or you're a performer. You know, and the guy said, you're definitely a writer. Like, Adam can't fucking spell. Yeah. Who's, who said this to him? I, one, somebody who, like, gave him analysis and mm-hmm. who was semi-successful. I, I don't really – I forget the guy's name. But I remember, like, Adam hearing that and kind of being crushed, you know. Like, hey, I can't even – you know, I can't string together a proper sentence, right. let alone name, you know, is it like speech. Is it like what he heard in that was, you're not a performer? Right. I think he did hear that at some level. But he, he always was. I mean, mm-hmm. especially as children. And, you know, I mean, he's got a great mind. He's got, he has a really good brain, you know, and he's, and he's developed. it. And now he's where he is, you know, and he's there's no qualms about it. Mm-hmm. But he deserves everything he has. I got to give it to him. You know, not that he's sharing it with me, but, you know, it's fine. You have two podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
that piece of paper. You're... I'm like the Mexican of Adam's podcasts. That's what I am. <laughs> what does that mean? The, okay, here's your day rate. Run along. Get out of here. Hey, I'm... we are all the Mexicans of Adam's podcasts. Oh, okay. I got you. Now, he's, listen, he's, he's done well. And, you know, I love him. He is blood. I mean, do I like him all the time? Fuck no. Sometimes I want to kill him. But, you know, he's gonna, it's going to be his way. It's nice when you can get an exchange with him. That's really nice. I like that. Like when he's calm sometimes or, you, or if you have a, an important matter you have to talk to him about and it's, and it's serious, then you can feel him relaxed. But if he's on his role and stuff like that or if, it, if he's playing a role, he's super hard to penetrate sometimes, you know. Yeah, what is that, I wonder? Well, you know, I think it's more or less what we all have, except his is the way, you know, he set it up, so he's untouchable at some level. Well, what I notice happening on the show sometimes, especially live shows, is that a guest who uh, has never done the show before maybe will come on, and they don't, they see him, you know, standing out front, being super entertaining, and, um, you know, taking up a lot of space, sort of, uh, metaphorically and so they they're like this is his show i don't want to step on anything of his so they hang back thinking that that is the respectful thing to do but then he senses that they're not adding much so it makes it even harder for them to get in because he fills the space whereas if they would really get in there he's happy to to step back and let them you know like perform if they're doing well Yeah, yeah exactly exactly but then it's like it's this sort of thing that spins out of control where it's like I, I you know they get off feeling like I suspect they probably feel like they didn't really like what what was the purpose of them being there and I'm sure he's like what was the purpose of, I'm by the way this is my interpretation of it this is not a conversation I've ever had with anyone here but I imagine he's like what were they doing there um and I know that we've all had exchanges with him where it was mostly him talking and I'm wondering if that if that's just sort of the same dynamic in a smaller version, which is if you're not going to be providing a lot, he's going to fill the space. I almost, I almost think he thinks it's his responsibility to do that. And then, you know, because you are on air, you are wherever you are. And but it's I, I'm talking be about like car rides. Oh, no, no. I think, yeah, I, I do think he feels that way, you know. I mean, it's it's crazy, but yeah. You think he feels like this is what people want from him? I do. I think he's. I think he feels like he has to fill that up, and then if the other guy, I think for Adam to have a dynamic of a of a real exchange, you're gonna have to really you're gonna have to fight for it. Right. You know, you you really are. You're not gonna have to necessarily fight for it, but you're gonna have to get in there, and you're gonna have to make it more. Than a couple of words. Right, it's right. It's going to have to be a little bit of a diatribe thing because he's yeah. on – because he'll get going and go ahead. Try it. Come right. on in. Hey, bring a word. Right. Whoa. <laughs> right, because if, if you say to him, what do you think about this? M- more often than not, it's not going to be followed up with, what do you think of it? You know, after he shares his – it's not going to be that. But you're right. You can corral him and you, sort yeah. of get in there. It, and it depends. Like, today we did a show and – or if he's gone for a while, it depends. It depends who's on the show, also. But you know, I like having an exchange with him. I like being able to speak too. But sometimes he'll get on a roll, and then he'll look at me, and then I wonder if he's letting me in, or he's like saying, "Okay, that's it," and then he'll grab a sheet and do the advertising. You know, 
so it's it's hard to get sometimes it's hard to get an exchange and sometimes you know i do this like doodling kind of thing with him i got like nine pages <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right. i mean listen i love him i get what he does uh, you know and i think if he got a, a little bit softer he'd be i think he'd be so much better so softer how so to, uh, a little bit in the judgment and stuff like that. When he's when Adam's soft, he's um he's super lovable, and then there's more of an exchange, and then and then he brings the wit with you know it's a different level then because it's not a thing where it's an exchange then there leaves an opening for for some kind of interaction. By soft, do you mean less angry? I'm just trying. I'm like on a on a literal level trying to understand what you mean by soft. Well, I, I think when he when he's on, you know, when he feels like he has to fill airtime or whatever. I don't know. This is just my mm-hmm. observation or my maybe even projecting on onto him. I don't, I'm, I don't even really thought about it that much. But I know when, you know, like with you and I, we've had this exchange, and you know, the door has been open for you to speak and for me to speak. But you know, a lot of times when Adam is on a roll. Like that door never gets opened. Right. Right. It's he's performing. It, it's more of a, a performance. It's not as much a conversation. Right. So you mean like when he's open. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Very good, great verbiage, by the way. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So when he's like that, like I've seen you, I've seen you guys do the news together and so on and so forth. And when you guys have an exchange, it's it's that much more engaging. You know, when you're both going at it and it's mm-hmm. back and forth, then then it's super fun. You know, and Adam, but Adam does have the. The strange, the, the great thing he can, he can rant for an hour and a half, and you know barely breathe, and that hour and a half is super entertaining right. and super insightful and super, and it's great, but you know, it's just him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like who's who's, who's a famous guy who did that one man show? He's the Will Rogers of fucking this year. <laughs> um, so Ray, have you you've never been married, right? Nope. How's the relationships going? I, I'm not currently in no relationship. How have they been? Are, are like are you someone who dates a lot? Or are you someone who does long term? It varies. I mean, you know, I've been a big pig in my past, and then for the most part, serial monogamy. You know, but this last relationship that I had, that that's the one that really kind of kicked me in the head, woke me up to myself and my behavior in a relationship. How long were you guys together? Like two years, ten months, and seven days? No. Two years, <laughs> like two years, ten months, yeah. What happened? She gave me the shoe. Why? Uh, stuff we're talking about. Same stuff. I didn't I didn't <clears throat> I didn't grow up, you know. My whole thing was not to grow up at some level. Did and she I didn't. Did she want more of a commitment? She, yeah, absolutely. And that's what you were <clears throat> not offering? Well, it's not that I wasn't offering; is that I didn't know how to do it. I would, you know, she would up the ante, and I'd stand back. Well, everything's great. What are you talking about? Watch me dance. You know, watch <laughs> me look, look at this. You know, so yeah, I messed it up. Did, but I wasn't really conscious of it either. You know, I mean, I had my what I thought to be the truth, and I'm sure she had her what she thought to be the truth. And in lies, you know, a different truth. Well, what what did you think was the truth, and what do you think she thought was the truth? And I have to say. I think that's I, – I love that you're even putting it that way because I feel like so often people don't acknowledge that t- each person has their own version of what happened. Well, I mean I 
you know, I, I haven't been the, the king of responsibility and, and taking care of stuff in my own life, you know. And I and to be in a relationship with this person, that, that would have all had to be in line. And it wasn't. And it's not. I mean, I'm working on it differently than I ever have before. I'm not avoiding it. You know, I, I had a lot of avoidance, a lot of, you know, I would... I would I would rather run a fucking marathon than write out an invoice. I'll tell you right now. I really would. I would rather do dishes for days than, you know, any kind of paperwork or anything like that. And that generates my income. I have yeah. to write invoices to get paid. Right. You know? Why why do you hate it so much? I it's a it's another, you know, it's a disconnect with me, you know, and it, it's a cycle of neglect. That I have for my own self. But I mean, you want to get paid, right? Sure. But everybody wants to get paid. Everybody wants this. I mean, I'm just saying with me, it's just a cycle of, uh, you know, avoiding myself and avoiding responsibility. Sure. Yeah. Everything. So, but actually, like sitting down and writing out an invoice makes you feel what? Oh, I'll sweat. I get, you know, I'm like my dad in that way. Like, there's, a, I have a lot of attributes that, you know, I inherited through the mim- mimetic process that are just like him. You know, you say, hey, Ray, let's sit down and file your taxes. You'll watch me pace up and down the fucking hallway and just hold my head and go, okay, here's what I got, you know, and then start dictating. And, you know, but everyone hates. I mean, that everyone hates taxes, but actually just an invoice is like, well, here's the thing. All that stuff. So it's all one big ball of wax. And no, and there's a multitude of different levels with it and everything else, you know? Yeah. Come on. You know, I know. I'm just saying if we could free you up from this invoice thing, then you could get paid. <laughs> the, but the invoice thing's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, it's it's bigger and darker than that. You know, to expose myself or really look at myself at that level is a fucking difficult thing to do. You know, it's not like I dig doing it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've witnessed myself and known know myself at a deeper level now just because I have a little bit more of a center now than I ever have. I mean, because, you know... I got like fucking 20 dudes running around me and each one wants to vie for their fucking time. It's a rough thing. What does that mean? It's like, you know, one guy does one thing, the other guy does another thing, but there's nobody in the center to oh, tell oh, them, you oh, know. Those, that's you. I yeah, thought, I thought t- you were I'm talking about like me. on a construction project. No, no, no. Them too. I got all those guys too. <laughs> They're out there too. So you're like the foreman of yourself. I got two Mexicans and a white guy. Yeah, yeah. To be the foreman of yourself is a big deal. So you splinter into a bunch of different parts or you compartmentalize or all that, you mean? Well, and I, I don't think, you know, the guy who wrote the bad check doesn't know the guy who, who put the money in the bank, you know? They don't know each other. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Or the guy who, like, let's say cheats on his wife and buries it, you know, and then sleeps with his wife a week later. Those are two different Right. Dudes. So you're just running. Well, yeah, I'm running, but, I, you know, I recognize it. And your finance, and, and th- what I'm gleaning from this is your finances are are not in order, as in order as the, your that woman would have wanted them to be, or as you want them to be. No, just the, no, just a matter of growing up and being, you know, take taking care of oneself mm-hmm. at, at a level where that human beings do. You know, I didn't grow up in the human being household. <laughs> I grew up in the fucking we're we're a little nutty household. Yeah. So I took little nutty outside when I left. You know, so now it's time to clean up. But it's I, it's like pulling teeth. It's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Why are you making that face? That's just my face. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. Um, do you? 
Do you want to get married? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to have I kids? Would, yeah, I think I'd be a good dad. I know I would be. I'm really good with kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a lot of things that would have to happen before you'd be ready to do that? I, I don't know. No, not necessarily. Yeah, finding the right person. Getting a girlfriend would be a good one. There well, you go. it's a start. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start there. Yeah. So how long ago did you break up with this last one? Mm, I didn't break up. She broke up with me like two years ago. Two years. Yeah, two years ago. Did you try to get her back? I like fucking cried like a baby. I was all over the place. It was super painful. Yeah. Was it a surprise? Did I try? No. I mean, I could see it at some levels, but then, like I said, because you're so splayed, like the other levels didn't get it. And then when it came down and it was down, then, you know, you get, you're with yourself and then you just, you really get it. That's the worst part. Well, yeah, but you got to go through it, right? Yeah. And then it changes, you know, and then, oh, no worse for wear, that guy comes up, and it's just bullshit. <laughs> They're all bullshit, so it's like the more, the more you know about them, it's, you know. But it was really painful. Were I mean, you living was, with her? No, we never lived together. Did she want to live together? Yes. She did. So she was, is that right that she was pushing for the relationship moving it forward? It wasn't like that. It was just the progression, you know, I... Yeah, she wanted things to go forward in, in an upward way, and I was, you know, stuck. So here I am stuck down here, and she's moving on and moving up, you know, with her thing. She came from way different dynamic family than I did. Mm-hmm. And she <clears> – <throat> excuse me. She, she just kept going up, and I stayed status quo, which meant I was, you know, running around like a monkey. So monkeys, monkeys and human beings don't get along. <laughs> Not in relationship. <laughs> I mean, I was just doing my same thing, my same pattern, like, oh, okay, this, oh, okay, that, oh, Which, whatever. I wasn't taking care of what needed to be taken care of. I wasn't doing what I needed to do, you know, and then always had an excuse for it or always whatever I would – whatever, you know, I came up with at the time. Did you take her for granted at the time or – Sure, parts of me did. I mean, not all the time, no, but, you know. The ones that she was dealing with? <laughs> Those parts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never took her for granted, like – I mean, well, like sometimes you realize what you had when it's gone. I'm wondering if this is that is kind of that thing. Is that the Joni Mitchell song? Don't it always Probably. Yes. Yeah, sure. Got a little of that too. Okay, that song, what happened and then a parking lot? I was listening to it the they other day. They paved paradise. Oh. And put up a parking lot. They paved paradise. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? I could not make out the lyrics and it was bugging me. Oh, you didn't know it's a, they paved no. paradise? La, 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 la. They pay song. fair and nice is what it sounded like. I was like, is fair and nice some hey, kind I of used, department store I've never heard of? I used to thought you, remember, you know the song um, Let It Roll Down the Highway? Mm-hmm. I used to think it said uh, Let It Roll Diamond Highway. Let It Roll Diamond Highway! <laughs> Be blurting that out. Hey, it's uh, Down the Highway, idiot. There's, oh. there's this really funny book called Excuse Me While I Kiss This Guy, and it is a collection of misheard lyrics. So you know Jimmy... Yeah, Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, people, and that one. That's and, um, not the line, is it? No, it's, it's excuse me while I kiss the sky. The sky, right? But people think it's kiss this guy. Same so. thing. Yeah, no. It depends on the dude. <laughs> I suppose. I'm kidding. All right, I think it is time to do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me? 
All right. Crazy Cooter says, I'm super scared of birds and bats. Pretty much anything larger than a fly that flies. But birds are the worst. No, I don't agree with that. Or I don't have, I don't share that. In fact, I've talked about the fact that I can't stand the idea of a mouse or ugh, a rat or something being in my apartment. But I feel like if there was a bird in my apartment, it wouldn't be nearly as bad. So I'm, I'm okay with birds. I know, I know a couple of different people that are, are really fearful of birds. Gary is not down with birds. I'm not scared of birds, but I don't want a wild bird in my apartment. You've said that. You've said that exact statement before, and I've said I would take a rat or a mouse because birds are fucking filthy. Like a random bird. Like if it's a pet. Rats bird, or mice are are scary and gross, yeah. but they're covering the lowest parts of the house. They can't like get yeah. above me and fucking distribute filth all over my entire home. <sighs> Okay, so right now, if if you I don't, I don't like rats or mouse, rats or mice for the record, but the question was posed: rat or mouse but, versus bird. So rat, mice, or bird? Bird. Rat, bird mouse, is, or bird in your home? Bird is the grossest. You would choose you. What what would you if you had to have one? What would you choose? A mouse. Oh man, you're what so would you off, choose? You're so wrong. A bird. You would. Yeah. I know. I actually know a girl who is. We're not talking about a pet afraid. Bird, right? No, we're talking about a wild one being in your house, like a dove, a pigeon, a crow. You want a fucking a crow in your house over a mouse? Yes. Because that – because then it's like just open the window and eventually hopefully it will fly out. With a mouse, that thing's not leaving until someone removes it. Well – And God forbid just, you ever – open the door? Isn't that the same – You afraid of insects too? I don't like them. Really? You like them? I don't mind them. I don't, you know. Have I eaten one? Sure. <laughs> I think we've all eaten them. Yeah. Accidentally. It's true. true. Um, Okay, okay. Mouse, rat, spider, or bird? Which would you choose to find in your apartment right now? Still mouse. Really? Over a spider? I don't like spiders. Have you ever had mice? It's really awful. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, in New York, we had a pretty bad mouse problem. Wow. Um, Really? You had them and it didn't didn't leave you as scarred as it left me? It wasn't good, but... It, I don't know. It was one of these situations where there was somebody else in the house who was so ridiculously flipped out by it. Was it Matt? No, it was. This is my. This is in Newport, actually. Oh. And uh, it was my dad. <laughs> to the point that the first time we ever saw one, he was like, "Pack your shit. We're going to a hotel." And we were like, "No, we're not." Like, that's what I would do. I'm like, I can't. I can't live here anymore. There's. Well, we've been it's invaded. A little, it's a little different. When it's a female versus, like, the head of the household and I'm, like, not old enough to drive. So yeah. I just started incessantly making fun of him and I think <laughs> it kind of lessened the blow for me. All right, Ray. Yeah. Which would you choose? Mm, all the above? I don't care. I mean, take spider no, out of the spy. equation. Oh, okay. This is, like, go ahead. this is like the inverse of baby duckling or puppy, which is cutest. Yeah. Answer that one, Ray, first. Baby duckling or puppy? Yeah. Puppy. Yeah. It's a reasonable. It's a reasonable answer. Well, Sometimes I feel ducklings. Allison, well, they're domestic and correct, but oh, reasonable. really? I yeah. like ducklings. I think ducklings are the cutest. But they I'm okay. cute. I understand where someone could think a puppy is the cutest. But you're not grabbing a duckling and petting it and on on it, are you? I would be. Yeah. When was the last time you you, you passed a duckling? <sighs> it's a really long time ago. I had pet ducks when I was a kid. Okay, so that's your association. Yeah. All right. That that's different then. You grew up with ducks. Did you guys eat them? N- no. What were they for? <laughs> Companionship? Really? They were like yeah. they were household they were pets. pets. They were pets. Yeah. You had duck pets. Duck pets, and we had a chicken. Ducks right. and chickens. Thing with ducks. Did you eat the chicken? No, we, we we ate the eggs sometimes, but we did not eat the chicken. 
My Wait, grandmother in Germany, chicken, eat it that night. Really? Yeah, I would watch too. She would cut the chicken's head off. Thing would run around in a circle for a while. She'd just sit there and wait it out. Hmm. Walk up to it when it slowed down a little bit. We'd eat it that night. Did it disturb you at all? No. Okay. Still eat chicken. Yeah, no, I know. I'm a hypocrite. I will eat chicken. I don't eat duck just because I, just I, because I can't. But I did see a pig get dressed once, though. I saw slaughtered. Yeah, and um, that freaked me out. Like I did not eat pork for two weeks. I couldn't. For two, two weeks. weeks. For two weeks, I did not eat. Fourteen pork. whole days. Two weeks. Yep, I couldn't do it. I would. It where just was you, seized in my mind. This? It was in um, I w- in my high school year or single subject emphasis. I was in agriculture. Oh, so everybody had and the, then the did everyone thing, slaughter an animal or everyone watched an animal get slaughtered? Well, you had to watch. You had to watch. You had like, to watch. Yeah, you had to watch this process happen with a mobile butcher. But the weirdest thing was the kids. Ugh. Here's what sucks: a mobu, mobile no. butcher. Yeah. And the guy, the thing is, is the kids would buy the piglet. You'd have a piglet, and then you'd raise it for, you know, for... Oh, this is awful. No, but the worst part was... And then you'd raise it, and it would get slaughtered at the end. Right. And And then you got money for it, too. You actually made money. These kids made money. But they loved... Like, you would see these girls buy piglets, and I would look at them and go, oh, my God, they're becoming attached to these animals. Of course. And then just the slaughter guy would come. The 22 would get put. I mean, they would pick ticks off the, the pig. Uh-huh. They would pet the pig. The pigs loved them, all that kind of thing. And pigs are really smart. They, they are smart. but they And they were also smart when they saw that mobile slaughter um, guy come. Yeah. And 22 to the head, and you'd see these poor little girls just crying, bawling. And they had to sit there and watch. That right. was part of- The class. Yeah, that's what you signed up for. It was an elective though, right? Uh, I'd imagine must so, yeah. Yeah. So wait, how how big was the pig when it got slaughtered? Like two twenty, something like that. Not okay, that so big. it was. Well, that sounds large. I mean, it no. was two twenty. Two hundred and twenty yeah. pounds. That's I mean, a I pig's weigh. probably. Well, yeah, but that's a only... giant pig, though, to be weighing no, what a no. human weighs. You're like you're like three foot high. Like not full grown. I, don't I think know. a full-grown I mean, pig's probably like 500 pounds. Well, a sow. We had a sow there, too. They, they can get up to like 700 pounds or something. They slaughtered else. the sow? No, they didn't. Okay. They didn't slaughter her. Um, wait, how many pig? How many piglets were bought by the class? <sighs> like seven. Why so many? So that everyone could get up close and personal to getting the pi- watching the pig? Well, no, oh, because it was about raising it. Right. It was it's about- like 4-H. Yeah, it, that's what it was. FFA. Future Farmers of America. Right. Yeah. My friend had they a lamb named Seymour. What they did, they got killed. Did they slaughter it? I don't think she personally slaughtered it, but I think that it did get sold for, for someone's dinner or something. That is what 4-H is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's brutal. It is. I mean, it's not. It's all part of the process. I mean, it depends where you grow up. But if you grow up in L.A., yeah, it's like, hey, guess what we're doing this Friday? We're pig killing. Ugh. You will not. It does not fare well. No. No way. Did anyone? Na- did you guys name the pigs? They all named them. Of course. The, yeah. They knew what was coming, yeah. though, right? Yeah. But you know, turn a blind eye. That's upsetting. Ouch. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Chasing Mars says, whenever someone says that would work, I hear woodwork and immediately think of carpentry. No, I don't. But now I will. Do you guys hear woodwork when someone says woodwork? No. No. I hear somebody either being condescending or serious, like it would work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm like, yeah, that'll work. Mm-hmm. Or that would work. Good luck with that. But you, as a carpenter, don't hear- No. 
a reference to carpentry? No. Rick no, Baldwin W-O-O-D. says, is that correct to refer to you as a carpenter? Is that what your trade is? Or are you a, some, some other name of something? I, I'm, I'm just a general contractor. A contractor. Yeah. Okay. Um, which one's higher up? You hire the carpenter. I would hire the carpenter. Oh, so you're higher up than I. Yeah. Okay. I just I run the job. Gotcha. That kind of thing. I so so see. There is no. Kind I demoted of rank, you. Any, there's no rank really. There isn't. Mm. Sounds like there's a lot of rank. Well, what in, on a work site? Yeah. Not if it's humming. If it's going really well, no. There's really not because there's not a lot of conversation. Everybody knows their job and everybody's just go go go. Mm-hmm. It's only when there's dissension or somebody's like out of their minds or doing something wrong that's when there's a rank but if it's if it's run well and everybody's going at it you know and looking at the plan or whatever there is to be no then it's just it's like more of a you know machine right yeah all right rick baldwin says just me or everyone fear of bridge collapsing while driving under or over them love the show i only have that fear when there's traffic and i am stuck under or under an overpass or on a bridge. Other than that, I, if I'm just driving on it, I don't have that fear. I'm with you on that one. I am. Because if you're stuck there and you know you're going to be there 10 minutes, then you start looking up. Going, yeah. I'm a pancake if this falls down. Your mind starts racing. Right. Exactly. I get it more in tunnels. Yeah. Like, and, but it's similarly. Especially like when, when you know traffic. the tunnel is under a river or something. Yeah. Then I can begin to feel claustrophobic. Yeah. You wouldn't want to get stuck on the BART. Uh-uh. I haven't been on the Barton in a really long time, but I wouldn't want to. Dr. Mackenstein says, just me. I get unreasonably annoyed when people, including yourself, oh, excuse me, mispronounce Mr. Snuffleupagus's name. Also, C-3PO. Well, how have I mispronounced Snuffleupagus? It's Snuffleupagus. It, you just, yeah, you've said you it just did two it twice. Ways. Oh. How's that going? That would work. <laughs> I say... You said Snuffleupagus the first time. I did. I didn't mean to. I meant to say Snuffleupagus. It's it's Snuffleupagus, isn't it? Snuffleupagus. Oh, yeah. I say opagus. Yeah. Oh, like it's like I make it Greek. Uh, by the way, I could be wrong. I but according what I, to the spelling, way, the way I read it on his thing is what I said, and you're saying right. op as opposed to up. Right. Which one is it? Since I can't see, it's the middle, middle, uh, middle, the top, middle. middle. Snuffleupagus, Snuffleupagus. Yep. You're right. You've and, called me out. And I'm sorry. Pronounce the last one, the character from Star Wars? C-3PO? I don't see what his problem is there. Right. What? You what's, missed- the, what's the wrong way to pronounce that? I don't know. I've never Am heard, I putting I've the never- emphasis in the wrong place? No. C-3PO. C-3PO. That's what I, I think, say. I think you put the emphasis on three. It sounded right yeah. when you said it. All right. That one, may, that one may not be including us. Maybe that's why it's a little lower on the tweet. Maybe I Maybe that's just something that bugs him. I think so. Jeff B. says, love the pod, especially Thursday. My just me or everyone is that I prefer to wash my hands with cold water. Discuss. Well, you're a lunatic. No, you're a kid. Little kids wash their hands with cold water. Is that right? Yeah. It's only because they're too impatient to wait for the warm water. I Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'll so wash my face with cold water, actually, because but I'm so impatient good. to get my... Well, I would rather have warmer water. It's just that I'm impatient and I want my makeup off. Same. <laughs> <laughs> the post apoc says, if a door is closing as I approach, I try to s- slip through it instead of catching it. If successful, I feel like a ninja. I'm always like hurling my body through doors and things in a way that is ridiculous because why not just wait an extra second? So I guess I kind of do this too. Germaphobe. No, it's not. I'm actually not a germaphobe. I'm a germophile. Love germs. But 
I ju- I don't know why I do that. I it's like so if you see the bank door open, you can slither in right behind somebody and not unscathed. You're not going to just grab it and open it. You'll do that. What this guy does? I feel sometimes I will. Or like if someone's holding a door open, I'll like try to shove my way in there, just because I want to avoid the awkward. Um, them waiting for me while holding the door, but maybe they weren't even going to hold the door anyway. Wow. See, see how many different cycles we can take with this stuff? That's yeah. amazing. Wait, so, but when I hold the door open for somebody, and I do quite often, like wherever I might be, if I see somebody, like if somebody else is two, two clicks behind, I'll go, I'll wait for him. Dude, guy, doesn't matter. But they, you mean even if it's a dude or a guy? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, a, a dude or a girl, sorry. But then the thing is you don't want to make um, eye contact with them. Right. Or you're like – you'll do it. You'll go like, come on. And you look away So, because then you don't want to engage after that. Right. You know, no th- it's OK if you say thank you, but then I don't want to know your fucking name. I don't want to get into some kind of thing. It's like I'm just being nice. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel That's like people – That's my quandary. Do people often take your holding a door open for them to mean something more than it means? Well, no. I mean just sometimes you want to engage and most of the time during my day, you know, you're in a hurry. You know, right. at least I am. You know, you got to get stuff done or whatever, wherever you are. You know, that's what I got to do. If it was the weekend, maybe I'd be more relaxed. I don't know. Do women throw themselves at you often, Ray? Uh, of late, no. But in be- your day, I don't, my day's not gone. My day's not done. Sometimes, I mean, it depends. <laughs> you're right. You're right. The sun has not set on no, Ray Oldhoffer. Yeah. Okay, this thanks for my West Coast death. Ray Oldhoffer. I, mean, I I do quite well with the ladies. <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't think about that kind of thing. I mean, no, it's that happened. means they do then. If you don't think about it, because people for whom it it doesn't happen, think about it. I I don't I you know, I don't know. I mean, if I had done, I don't know. Of you, Chris and Adam, who did the best with the ladies? Oh, in youth, by far, Chris. Then me, then Adam. As of late, because. Chris has been castrated and, and his fat dad now. Um, that would be me. All then right. Adam, then Chris. Because Chris has been married longer than Adam. That's why I say that. So those two are out. Done. Right, right. So actually, I've been number one for 20 years. There you go. Paige Teresa says, whenever I get a Starbucks coffee, the logos on the sleeve and the cup have to be lined up. Sleeve and yeah, I do that shit. No, I don't. I don't do that. I feel like I should. I, was, what, I haven't been to Starbucks in a long time. Do you know what I do with the cup? Mm-hmm. I hate when the um, seam of the cup matches with the sippy the bowl. opening. Yes. Now, yeah. why do you hate that? Because it runs. Yes, it has a chance of running. And whenever they put it on like that, I look at them as inferior. Like they should know that. Yeah. Although, so that like that's we, a gimme. You should know that, right? But someone pointed out that. If the seam is – you know what? This person's wrong though I'm realizing. But someone made the argument that if the seam is not lined up with the opening, that creates a gap and it can spill where where that is. But the, but there's that ridge around the top, the lip, right. that makes it uniform around. But it doesn't. It, do, it, it, it bows out a little bit. Right. So it has a chance to seep there. Whenever I get my cup like that, I take the lid off and put it on the other way. That's just me. It's not though. I think it's everyone. Ah. But the question is where it, oh, where – okay. So here you have a cup. You have the lid on and the seam is not where the opening is but it's – so it's bowing out a tiny bit there. Couldn't the coffee spill out of that spot then? 
Or are you saying as long as you keep, keep tilting it in one direction, it won't spill? Do you get what I'm you're saying? Gonna, you're going to have to draw this up for me. I can't, I don't, I can't run, okay. run that one. All I know is that when that seam is matched up with the sippy hole, no good. Okay. And you're with me. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. But then someone presented a different side of it and I'm confused. All right, Rich They're Bryant. Wrong. Okay. Rich Bryant says, when I'm preparing food and I open the fridge to get ingredients, I leave it open until I put them back. I do that too. And it's a bad habit because I don't know I totally do that and I've noticed that recently. I've thought, why am I letting my fridge thaw? I don't know. I tend to leave the refrigerator door open until I'm done with the refrigerator, which is silly. It's like just open and close it. But, but then all the little bottles in the door rattle. <laughs> And that bugs you too. Yes. <laughs> so you just sit there with it, staring at it open, right? You're just seized. Oh, I'll, no, I'll be like over over doing something on the counter and the refrigerator door will be wide open because I'm going to put back whatever I have out. Right. And you're in the process of cooking or doing or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Right. And then you keep staring at it. Like, will it close itself? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I think everybody suffers that one. Laurel Crisafuli says, won't go to businesses that have correct use of apostrophes or grammar in their signs. Oh, I wish I could adopt that attitude, but I can't. I mean, there's just too many that, that mess it all up. Oh, how about menus, too? Yeah. Well, I, I know. It's unbelievable. So that bothers you, too? Yeah, when you see something misspelled or the wrong apostrophe somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, like... order, yeah I didn't order food from a place because they misspelled something on the delivery menu, and I was like... Yeah, if that's the people, if if the if, if the that's head, their care with, <laughs> well, no, presumably the takeout menu is being reviewed by the person who hires all the other people. So if the person in charge is retarded, then I'm sorry, I don't like to use that word. If the person in charge is a complete idiot, <laughs> they're only hiring other complete idiots, and they're going to fuck my order up somehow. So well, what no type thanks. of food? Chinese. Well, okay, there you go. You should have let that one go. Yeah, there, it was there was there were multiple spelling errors on the front page. That's what I'm saying. No. So you knew the food was really good. They just couldn't spell. I'm telling you, try that place. You try that place. It's in your it's in your neighborhood. It's I've in since my neck. moved. I've since moved. Do you happen to remember any of the the misspellings? I've, I've been trying ever since I brought this up. I can't. I'll, all I remember is that it was in the delivery section, like where it announced, like we have free delivery. It was like big bold letters. It was not like in the dishes. It wasn't like they right. screwed up some like complicated word that could have been lost in translation. It was like. They, they misspelled delivery or something like, but it was like whatever word it was that was misspelled was the biggest typeface on the whole thing. And it's like, really, you didn't make sure the biggest words were correctly spelled. Yeah. I don't know. But I, but I get what Ray's saying, <laughs> which is too. Chinese restaurant doesn't necessarily have to know English that well. No, I, I get that. Or too. Indian. Or Indian. I get they don't have to too, know Indian that well. I feel like well. if you're a small business owner, there's someone there who's speaking some English. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know who's proofreading it? Their four-year-old child. There you go. That's Bam. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, that Ray. So that's work in the grill. Yeah. Do you happen to have a hey, go fuck yourself? Because I'm debating whether to do mine or not. Do you need to tell anyone to go fuck themselves? Nah, I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, uh, the only one I tell is me. So, so there. Hey, oh. Ray. Come on now. Get it together. You're fine. We no, actually, we actually, we, we've done that. Chris has told himself to go fuck himself. Malakakis? Which one? <laughs> Is that is that Loxamana or is that someone Loxamana. else? Loxamana. What'd yeah, you call him? Malakakis. Yeah, that's what Ray calls him. I like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Listen, he didn't know who Mel DeMarcos was. I know. I know. That's pathetic. People around here don't know who Christy McNichol is. Who? No. Get that. Oh, who? oh, really? oh, 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 this, ju- oh boy. This is not my hey, go fuck yourself, <laughs> but I feel like it's going to be. 
Although, I don't know what side of it you're going to be on, Ray. So, no one in this whole fucking building is familiar with the term ice cream soda. Uh-oh. You're not Do you either. know what happens when you Google ice cream soda? It goes, it goes to, root to beer ice float? cream soda? No, there's an ice cream soda entry on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. But it just says ice cream soda, also known as, and goes into the root beer float one. Right. That's the thing. That is just another name for it. But yeah. I'm surprised that no one had ever heard that name. Oh, hence everybody knows root beer float. No one's ever heard of ice cream soda. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, I've heard of ice cream soda. But, okay. You know, I, I never use the term. Never. But would you have thought of it as the same thing as a root beer float? Yeah. Yeah. Is this a hey go fuck yourself directed at me and everyone who works here? Wait, did it you, might be. You, but you're East Coast too, right? Or you well, grew up? That's no, another thing. I it grew depends. up out. See, that's the thing. I grew up out here, so, but I've always known the term. But now that <clears throat> we've gone public with this, I am beginning to think it might be an East Coast thing because on Twitter, a lot of people are like, "Who? How could they not have heard of it?" And then some people are like, "I've never heard of it." And the people, it's East, regional. I right, but I'm from here. But I think it might be East Coast. But I think I first probably encountered the term on a menu in Las Vegas and Las Vegas menus are weird and eclectic. For example, that's also where I learned what postum is. So, oh, postum? You never had heard of postum before? I had never heard of postum before wow. the menu. So I get maybe it is an East Coast thing. But yeah, I was surprised. Everyone looked at me like I was insane, like I was speaking in tongue. Yeah. Tongues. Yeah, but you know, references so that, you know around here. speaking in tongue better. <laughs> I know. It's a new it's a, one. It's another deli reference. So you know what everyone in this building can do? They can. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. And here's my other one. So I found my wedding dress. And I, I was telling a story and I mentioned on the show that I found the dress. And Adam's like, how much did you spend on it? Can I guess who the maker is? Sure. Guess, cause I don't know. Is it Vera Wang? No. But, but good knowledge of lady dresses. Yeah, I do. I know. Do you know any others? Hmm. I'm from the 80s, Norma Kamali, but she doesn't make wedding dresses. But there's always like Chloe makes good wedding dresses. Um, does Halston? No. no. I don't know. I, don't I actually Halston don't know does. that much. About, I mean now I know a bit. But so anyway, Adam's like, so how much did you spend? Or how much was it? And I didn't answer. I'm like, but I did get a great deal because I did get a good deal on it. But some – a very, very – but then Adam like quickly didn't push it. But a very, very small but vocal minority who can go fuck themselves seem to be like they just can't believe that I would draw the line at not wanting to talk about that. And like all of a sudden I, I acted like I was at some like old-timey dinner party or something. And here's my thing. I talk about pretty much everything. The story I told was accidentally farting in the room when I was trying on my dress and the bridal consultant person was there. <laughs> and I hope to God she was unaware of this. I don't know. So I'm pretty much an open book. However, in the moment, the reason I decided not to, it well, two things. One, we know that Adam has pretty pretty defined thoughts about if you don't own a house, then you sh- are only allowed to spend X amount. And I just didn't really want to open myself to, up to that judgment on my just my wedding thing, you know. And then the other thing is just when I'm walking down the aisle I or if, if pictures are posted from that, I don't want people's first thought to be, oh, my God, she paid that much for the dress. Or conversely, oh, wow, she she 
that dress w- was cheap, but she, you know, it looks like it's like I don't want people to be thinking about how much the dress cost and then trying to assess whether they think I over or underpaid. I, and I feel like any bride would would feel that or any woman would feel that way as well. Um, however, when the wedding's over, I'll be happy to discuss the details. But what world do you fucking live in? Where like, you know what? I have no idea how much Adam makes at live shows, and I also perform at those same live shows. Like, we're not an open book financially. Like, we talk about a lot of stuff, but there's – to the people who have an issue with me, what world do you live in where everyone discusses everything about money? Grow up and go fuck yourself! Hey! Yeah! But you know what you just did? Gave them power? No, no. You didn't, it's not that you, you set yourself up for some douchebag to put a post-it of how much your dress costs on your back when you're walking down the aisle. <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm going to have to. Be, no post-its. Dad, check this out. Look at what's going on. <laughs> Give me the once around before I walk out there. But, because that's absolutely something I would do if I knew. But yeah, I, I mean, how would they now. find out? Well, and does that, is that how much the dress costs or is that how much I cost? Either or. No. Right. The dress. Okay. Come on. You're priceless. You know that. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Please. It's an easy one. Yeah. But I guess I can understand. Well, curiosity. Everybody I can understand where people, that. yeah. I can understand where people get lulled into a thing where they feel like, come on, you share so much of everything. Why would you suddenly not share this one thing? I mean, I, I do understand that. And if I were interviewing someone, I'd probably be pushing to find out too. But n- maybe not before the wedding. I have to say I'm super curious, but I'm also disciplined enough not to ask you after this. I will not ask you. Thank you. It's not – it's honestly not even that big a deal. It's just – I don't know. You know what it is? If if I didn't know that I was going to – that Adam was going to ride me about the fact that I don't own a house – well, welcome to Club Either Do I. No, I know. Uh, I know. But I mean he's got – he's gone – and it's very funny, but he's gone on at length about – um about the price of wedding dresses like that's an issue with him right and they are expensive they are but um whatever i did i don't know i just i fe- it felt like it would be somehow sullying the whole thing to talk about well, it although now i'm doing that you're gonna get you're gonna have one wedding and you're right. probably gonna own 10 homes so what the hell thanks you know? i don't feel like 10 homes i mean i maybe they are but if, i don't know how i'm gonna get these 10 well you're gonna start with one okay and you're going to the next. You're going to be fine. But you got 10 in your future. Thank you. Yeah. You should be on Calling Out Podcast. You're a regular psychic. Oh, yeah. That, I, don't, uh, I don't know what that is. Hold on. Let me think about it. Oh, yeah, I do. You just felt it, right? <laughs> just in felt the air? it, yeah. Well, Ray, you see this my was... orb? <laughs> did you say your orb? Yeah. I did. Feeling your orb? Yeah. Can you see it? Circle oh, right. right around me? Right. Your orb aura? Yeah. That, too. Well, Ray, thank you so much for doing my show. Thank you for this having me. This was fun. Um, people can find you on the Corolla Digital Podcasts, and they can get those on iTunes, and they can follow you on Twitter, at Ray Oldhofer. Thank you. Anything else? That's that- it. Oh, watch uh, Ray and Lorenzo, or listen to Ray and Lorenzo, actually. And I also think that this week there'll be some footage of Ray and Lorenzo. Which Gary not will necessarily. post. Yeah, because this is not airing next week. Oh, forget it. But they can go find it. They can go find it uh, afterwards Ray. if they want to see it. Sure. Yeah, RayLorenzo.com. All Thank right. You. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow. I do. 
Gary. Thank you, at G. Patrick Smith. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, such as a wedding dress or something else, um, which you are because they have everything on Amazon, why not click through the banner on my website at allisonrosen.com? It doesn't cost you anything extra, um, but it does help out the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, oh, and if you need to tell someone what they can do, we have a ringtone that is perfect for that. It's this. Hey, hey. Go fuck yourself. Just get that by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself with your iPhone in the iTunes store. Okay. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Now that the show is over, don't forget to sign up for your free trial of Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison. That's HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison. Or just go to AllisonRosen.com and click on the Hulu Plus banner.